Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tenderness see? Who through life has been my guide? always a fare you have to pay and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and so here we see the beginning of Jonah's downward spiral again Nineveh is northeast of Israel it's 500 miles away and Jonah buys a ticket to get on a ship that will go the furthest possible distance it was the ship that went further than any other ship through Gibraltar to the west coast of Spain, that was basically the known world at the time. That's as far as you could get away from, from going to Nineveh. Do you see what he's doing here? But notice this. This is telling. He went down to Joppa. And this is just the beginning of his downward spiral. Because here's the thing. Any of us who run from God, we enter into a downward spiral. Years ago, I remember seeing these images online. Maybe you saw them. It was called the downward spiral. They would show these people who started, they would have mug shots when they would get arrested. And here is when they started, you know, 10 years earlier. And you can tell they've been on drugs just a little bit. And then there's successive mug shots and they turn into what doesn't even look human. It's heartbreaking because you see these young people, handsome, beautiful. And all of a sudden after 10 years, they look like they're 90 years old, missing their teeth and all this. It's a horrible downward spiral. But I wonder if we took pictures spiritually of ourselves as we rebel from God, what it would look like to him in our own downward spiral. What if we took a picture every once in a while and put them together spiritually? What would we look like? Those were heartbreaking to see, but I think it's even more heartbreaking when it's spiritual in a sense, especially for those who know better. But here's the thing. Jonah's downward spiral didn't stop there. He finds a ship going in the opposite direction. He buys a ticket, and then he goes further down into the ship in an effort to get away from the presence of God. All he would have had to do is read David's psalm, Psalm 139, verse 7 through 10. It almost seems like prophetically it was meant for Jonah. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. Where are you going to run from God? And yet, even a prophet of God thinks he can run from God. But you can't run from God. Yet many of us, you know, we, I don't know about you, but I'll just, I'll just hold it to me. I've ran from God. And I think probably all of us have in some way. But if you want to run from God, know this. The enemy is always willing to find you a ship. You know that? And guess what? He's always willing to pay your fare. At least the first time. First one's free. Anybody who's ever been caught up in drug addiction knows exactly what that trick is. 
but the enemy is willing to find you a ship. But God loves you and I enough not to let us go, not to let us rebel. He'll bring circumstances into your life. He'll allow the wind to blow in your life if you run from him. It's not to make you fearful. You understand? It's because he loves you. He knows what's best for you. This is not a teaching to make you fearful. This is a teaching to remind you how much God loves you, that he'll pursue you to the end of the earth, that he'll leave the 99 and come after you because he loves you that much. Do you understand how much he loves us? He loved Jonah enough to bring an entire storm. But know this, you're his child. He'll do whatever it takes to get you back on track. He'll do whatever it takes. God uses all of this to get Jonah back into his will. And he does it in your life and my life because he loves us. And he has a plan for you and I. Verse 4 and 5, But the Lord sent out a great wind on the sea, and there was a mighty tempest on the sea, so that the ship was about to be broken up. Verse 5, Then the mariners were afraid, and every man cried out to his God, and threw the cargo that was in the ship into the sea to lighten the load. But Jonah had gone down into the lowest parts of the ship, had lain down and was fast asleep. These are seasoned mariners. These are sailors. They know the sea. They know the storms. And they were very afraid. But notice what they do. You know, I noticed in my own life, priorities get really quickly ironed out when when a storm comes. And these guys, they're no longer worried about their income. They're worried about their lives. You understand, the cargo on that ship was their income. And they're throwing it overboard willingly and quickly because they want to live. And I found, though, in a storm, this is what happens. People immediately realize what's important. I talked to a guy a couple weeks ago who came through town. He's heading for medical treatment. He has a really severe, aggressive form of cancer. You know, and he's had a rough life, but he loves the Lord. And the thing is, is his priorities quickly got aligned. And uh, we had a wonderful talk. But it's amazing how in that storm, your mind begins to think clearly of what's really important. And so these sailors are throwing things away, the stuff that's no longer important. But know this. Notice the language. Jonah has gone even lower in the ship. And this is a common response for those who find themselves in rebellion. Have you ever noticed when you're rebelling from God, you just want to sink deeper into your sin and rebellion? You start to believe what the enemy tells you and whispers in your ear. You're nothing. God can never use you again. Just give up. That's what he does. That's what the enemy does constantly. I've heard that story over and over from people who failed. Everybody fails. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. God has a purpose and a plan for your life, and he will take anything, any failure you have had in your life, and he will turn it into something beautiful. Don't be afraid of that. Don't let the enemy lie to you. And then also notice our rebellion, it always impacts the people around us usually innocent people, family and friends. When we rebel and we go against the will of God, those around us are going to be hurt. When we rebel, we take others along for the ride. That is a warning. And it's not fair to them. Sin always brings ripple effects, or in this case, waves and storms. And here we see these mariners, these men, these sailors, they're in danger now because of Jonah. But his response is just to go lower, even though God has sent it a storm. And he, Jonah knows this storm is from the Lord. And Jonah thought he could just go and ignore it by sinking deeper, by going deeper into his own selfishness. Now know this, not all storms in your life are sent from God. 
This is true. God will send storms, and discipline is because he loves you. But not every storm is from God. Sometimes the enemy will send storms as well. But the advice is the same. Endure. Focus on your king. Focus on the Lord. The solution is always the same. Don't sink deeper into your depression or into your sin. Never allow the enemy victory in your life in that way. Always focus on him. Always focus on the Lord. You know, one thing I was thinking about when I was reading the advice of this captain in verse 6, it's wise advice. And I know the Lord is called the captain of the Lord of hosts, and he's also called the captain of your salvation. And I couldn't help but hear this captain saying this and hearing the words of our own Lord. Look at verse 6. So the captain came to him and said to him, What do you mean, sleeper? Arise, call on your God. Perhaps your God will consider us so that we may not perish. You know, that sounds like something the Lord would say to you and me. Wake up, seek me while you can. Perhaps I will save you. Perhaps I will turn things around. Wake up. You know, we make a lot of jokes about the woke in this country, right? I'm never calling you to be woke. <laughs> woke is not what I'm calling you to be. But the church needs to be awake. Every one of us needs to be awake. Because of everything that's going on in this nation and in this world, we need to be awake. And we need to be those who call on our God, the one true God. This captain's wise, but Jonah ignores his advice. Look at seven, verses 7 through 9. And they said to one another, Come, let us cast lots that we may know for whose cause this trouble has come upon us. So they cast lots, and the lot fell on Jonah. Then they said to him, Please tell us, for whose cause is this trouble upon us? What is your occupation? And where do you come from? What is your country? And what, of what people are you? So he said to them, I am a Hebrew, and I fear the Lord, the God of heaven who made the sea and the dry land. So these men cast lots. That's an ancient tradition, but I'm just going to give you some advice as Christians. Don't go casting lots to solve your issues and ask God. You know, I could just see it now. Uh, Lord, I'll go be a missionary in Jamaica if I roll a seven. <laughs> you know, I could just see it. Don't do that. Have you ever heard of Bible roulette? You know, you've heard that joke about Bible roulette. Don't do this either. Don't do anything haphazardly. There's an old joke about Bible roulette. Okay, Lord, whatever I open the Bible up to, that's what I'm going to do today. That's what I'm going to do for you, Lord. And you open up the Bible and it says, and Judas hung himself. <laughs> And then you say, oh, no, 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 we'll do it again, Lord, because that first one was obviously a mistake, and you open it up, and you come to a verse that says, and go and do likewise. <laughs> You've heard that joke? It's kind of cute, but here's the thing. There's truth in it. Don't do things haphazardly. See, God gave us the word for a reason. Study the word. Chew on the word. Eat the word of God. Seek him in prayer. Fast. Seek the Lord. When you want to know his will for your life, he's willing to show you. And here's another bit of advice. When somebody comes to you and says, hey, the Lord told me you need to do this. That's fine. Listen. Put it in the back of your mind. But, you know, he can tell you directly if you're willing. So just go seek the Lord. Search it out. But I love this because look at this. Jonah, he didn't want to listen to God, right? But he's asked these questions. Who are you? Where are you from? Who are your people? And what is your job? And I couldn't help but see our own lives in this. Those are four questions you and I need to be willing and ready to answer. And they better be the right answer. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. 
Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.